Hello and welcome to another episode of CX Conversations. This is your host Vivek bringing you CX lessons from CX leaders from around the world. In today's CX Conversations, we are going to be talking about how can companies redesign for digital and improve customer experience. Discussing how businesses can be designed for digital and improve their customer experience is our guest today, Martin Mocker. Martin is currently the professor of information systems at ESB Business School, Reutlingen University, Germany. He's also research affiliate at MIT Sloan's Center for Information Systems Research, CISR USA. Earlier, Martin was a research scientist at MIT Sloan CISR and has been a professor at other business schools, including Hult International Business School and Rotterdam School of Management. Before becoming a full-time academician, Martin was a business consultant at McKinsey and Company. He is a seasoned strategist in IT systems and digital transformation. Martin has just co-authored a book called Designed for Digital: How to Architect Your Business for Sustained Success, which presents a very interesting argument about the differences between digitize and digital, something that we are going to be talking about today in this podcast. Here is an excerpt from the book's synopsis. Most established companies have deployed such digital technologies as the cloud, mobile apps, the internet of things, and the artificial intelligence. But few established companies are designed for digital. This book offers an essential guide for retooling organizations for digital success. I can tell that it is going to be an amazing read. I know Martin from my MBA at RSM where I took his course on business strategy. He was my favorite prof and it is my absolute honor to host him on CX Conversations today. Martin, welcome to CX Conversations. Delighted you can make the time for this. It's a great pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Vivek. So tell us more about the book Designed for Digital Martin. Sure. Well, it's a book about the digital transformation of big old companies. Uh let's just take Royal Philips, founded in 1891, or let's take Audi, the German car manufacturers. They go back to the 19th century as well. These are big old companies and people then always ask me what's so new about digital transformation because, you know, for decades big old companies have used digital or information technologies to support uh their business processes. they have digitized uh, but what's so new is that now these digital technologies are moving into companies offerings their products and services so companies need to become software companies to some degree and that for big old companies is a huge change and for that they need to redesign themselves and in the book we identify five building blocks that big old companies need to work on to redesign themselves so that they can successfully identify and deliver digital offerings. Hmm. That sounds very interesting. So we are going to dig deeper into the five building blocks I am sure, but what's the difference between digitization and becoming digital? Sure. Uh becoming digitized is about operational excellence. you know companies are using digital technologies to support their business processes product development sales fulfillment whatever all of these processes 
for example, uh, Audi has digitized its manufacturing processes using the Internet of Things technologies, and they call that smart factory, right? And that's digitizing, using digital technologies to support your processes. Becoming digital is about rapid innovation instead of operational excellence. Digital technologies become part of the company's offerings. So Audi, to use that example again, they don't only sell cars, but they are also experimenting with sharing economy-based mobility services, booking a car for a few hours using an app or sharing cars among residents of a building. And that is becoming digital. So they have a digital offering, not just using digital technologies to support their processes. They also have commonalities, by the way, both digitized and digital, they involve digital technologies, that's number one, uh, but they also involve organizational transformations because it's about changing how people work, actually, but they are very different uh, transformations. Mm. So what I hear you saying is while digitization is all about achieving operational efficiency or operational excellence rather through digital technologies, Mm -hmm. Becoming digital is essentially creating a whole new set of offering to your customers. And that is based Absolutely. on digital platforms. Great. 100%. Yes. Great. Great. That makes sense. So let's talk about what is stopping organizations from becoming digital. What, according to you, is stopping the big old companies from digital success, Martin? That's a great question, Vivek. Um, it's lots of things, unfortunately. Uh, you have to be ready to go through such a transformation indeed. And, and sometimes it's just that companies are still too successful, you know, with their existing traditional products and services so that they don't see the urgency to become digital True. and introduce digital offerings. Um, overall though, what we see is that big old companies are really just not set up organizationally or as we say, designed to be a digital business. Mm. So is there like a readiness checklist? There, there actually is, yes. We, we identified five building blocks that companies need to work on in order to design themselves for digital. Um, let me just frame those five building blocks in five questions uh, that every company needs to find answers to if they want to become successful in digital, we think. Um, so the first one is... Do you know what your customers are willing to pay for when it comes to digital offerings? Do you know which digital offerings your customers desire? Most big old companies don't know that. They had decades to learn about whatever, what's the perfect car if you talk about companies like Audi or Daimler or whatever, but that just doesn't apply to digital offerings. So mm -hmm. knowing what your customers want to want to want to buy for, want to pay for when it comes to digital offerings. That takes learning from experimentation, uh, putting out early versions, minimum viable products, co-creating with customers, and big old companies haven't done that in the past. We call that first building block shared customer inside. The second one is, the second question is, how do you create digital offerings really quickly, rapidly, but without creating a mess? And what it takes typically are digital platforms. Now, because you don't know which digital offerings are going to work out, you don't want to take a long time to develop them, so you want to go really fast. But one of the biggest risks when you go fast is that you also create a mess. Lots of 
IT systems, lots of products. And um, so but having lots of non-integrated, incompatible IT systems is just not going to create a great customer experience, a great offering with a great customer experience. So this is why companies need to work forms where they can um, share data among these offerings. And that is the second building block. The third one, I'm going to go quickly. Um, the question is, who's responsible for these digital offerings that you are developing? And big old companies don't only have IT legacy, but they have grown structures. So where in your organization are you going to develop these digital offerings? Who's responsible? So you need to work on an accountability framework. That's the third building block. Um, the fourth one, the question is, do you want to develop all digital offerings on your own? Uh, or do you want to have a ecosystem of partners that complement certain elements to your digital offerings, just like third-party developers add apps to Apple's iPhone using the iOS platform. So if you also want to develop an ecosystem of partners, then you will need the fourth building block that we are talking about, which is the external developer platform. And lastly, the fifth one is about your operational backbone. The question there is, are your operational processes and systems ready to support digital offerings? Most big old companies, of course, have worked for years on an operational backbone, you know, your processes and, and systems, and they are supporting their existing products and services really well, their existing business models. But new digital offerings come with new business models. So you need to adapt this operational backbone to fit the new business model of these new digital offerings. Makes sense. I, I was just going to add, um, does this also mean that the digitization that organizations might, might have been going through the years in improving their operational efficiency could also help in this direction? Oh, yes. It's, a, it's actually a requirement, uh, a prerequisite, so to say. You need to be digitized. Uh, to some degree in order to become truly digital because otherwise you are building your digital offerings on sand, so to say, right? You don't have a, a basis that takes away that all this firefighting that you would otherwise have. If you haven't digitized your operational processes, you will do lots of firefighting. Uh, you will have to worry about all of these processes and the, what the operational backbone does, the digitization does, is it um, automates a lot of repetitive stuff. Makes sense. I'm, I'm just going to dig a little deeper in this, uh, Martin. I, I'm really curious to understand when an organization is uh, embarking in something like, like this, going digital, what are the kind of timelines they should have in their mind? And along with that, uh, do, in your book, have you refer to certain milestones uh, with each stages or with each building block? Do they come uh, serially or can organizations go about executing some of these things parallelly? Yeah. So how, how should an organization go about this? Because it, it is looking like, for me, from where I am looking at it, it sounds like a massive transformational program. Yes. These are indeed massive transformations and indeed both actually digitized and dig becoming digitized and becoming digital. They are two transformations really going on. Um, and um, just to give you an example, um, Royal Philips, they started their digitization transformation in 2011. You know, they were really not doing well. They had lost 40% of their revenues 
from 2000 to 2011, uh, they had annihilated all of their profits and their share price was down 60%. And they said, okay, we need to instill operational excellence. They started the Accelerate transformation in 2011 with a new CEO, Franz van Houten, and uh, it's still going on. Right. So eight years later, it's still going on. They had a number of things in between. They got rid of the lighting business or they separated their lighting business uh, that is called Signify now. And they are focusing on health tech now. But just to give you the timeline, these it's actually on average, we found these digitization transformations, they take seven years. So um, that's a long time. BASF, you know, the big chemical producer, uh, they in 2018 announced a, a project to re-architect their, their IT landscape, but it's actually digitizing their processes. And they say it's the biggest project in company history and it's uh, supposed to take until 2025. So also there are seven years. So it's these seven years uh, that, that it, it really seems to take. How long does it take to become digital? Well, we don't know how long it takes. Uh, we just know because no company would ever claim, oh, we've done this. We have a number of companies, uh, we can talk about them, um, that, that have digital offerings out there and that are in the process of redesigning themselves and some are further than others. Uh, but what we do know is you can't take seven years. So even if you start now and say like, oh my gosh, I'm not digitized as much as I want to, by the way, no one is. You cannot take seven years. So you need to find shortcuts. You need to find uh, ways to speed this up because if you take seven years now to digitize and then another seven to get digital, uh, that your competitors and startups are going to have disrupted you. Wonderful. So Martin, that is interesting. I was just thinking, are there some off-the-shelf software products or digital products that such organizations can use or you've seen them use to speed up this process or is it is it all bespoke it has to be like tailor-made so of course there are pieces of software that they use right so for example for digitization we see a lot of it's still the classic technology crm systems erp systems and very few companies actually develop these systems themselves of course right mm -hmm. now when okay. we move to the side of digital um we are talking about uh, developing platforms for your offerings. And all of a sudden, uh, we don't talk about operational excellence in your processes anymore. We talk about rapid innovation. We also talk about competitive ad advantage. And so clearly, there are infrastructural technologies, and these are cloud platforms, right? Talk about AWS or Google's App Engine or Microsoft Azure. These are being used as the foundations, but a lot of what comes on top companies develop themselves. So let's take an example, Royal Philips. Um, they build a platform which is called Health Suite Digital Platform on top of AWS. Mm -hmm. And that is the platform that all of the connected products that you can get from Philips, including the toothbrush they are connecting to, but also the MRI scanners or CT scanners, they are connecting to that platform. Well, and so they are building a lot of that themselves, yes. Wonderful. Now, can you talk about how such a redesign or transformation would impact the customer experience? Oh, yes. Uh, that's a great question. 
so we define digital offerings, which this transformation is all about, right? This becoming digital. You want to be able to develop, to develop and deliver digital offerings. We define those as information-enriched solutions that are wrapped in a seamless, personalized customer experience. So there you have it. Customer experience is really at the heart of this. Um, unlike many products, digital offerings address pain points of customers. Um, let's just take a look at Uber or Lyft. Um, before these digital offerings, their apps, when you would order a cab, you'd always wonder whether they got your order, when your cab would arrive, whether you could pay with credit card or you would have to pay with cash, how much it would actually cost. All of that is gone because Uber and Lyft addressed these pain points right, in a seamless customer experience. Or let me give another example uh, from a big old company. Um, you might not have heard about the company USAA. I have. Um, you have, wonderful, yeah. because they are, they're a great company. Probably many of your listeners haven't, uh, especially if they're outside of the US. They are, and they used to be, the leader in net promoter scores um, across all industries in the US. So higher scores than Apple and Amazon, but this is a financial service provider, right? A bank, an insurance company. And they moved from products, so in their case, uh, loans or insurances, to live event solutions. So, for example, they help you buy a car or they help you buy a house. And you go to the app and, and search for any car. Um, you see all available cars that fit your configuration. You see the price. Uh, it's a pre-negotiated best price guaranteed price, so no haggling with a car dealer. You see how that price compares to prices that have been paid previously, so you don't feel ripped off. And then you can select how much money you want to take out of your different accounts at USAA, how um, much you would have to pay uh, for a loan if you want to finance a certain amount of money. Uh, you click, I want to insure the car. You see how that monthly price that you have to pay changes. You click, I want to buy the car, and the next day you go and pick up the car. Wow. Um, so that's a, they've taken a process that's really annoying and has almost no learning curve because we don't buy cars that often and made it really simple. And in order to deliver such an integrated solution, though, USA had to redesign itself. So they went through organizational surgery. So just to sum up the, the question, digital Organizational offering. surgery, I love that. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. So, so in order to develop digital offerings, which are all about customer seamless customer experiences and addressing customers' problems, uh, it, it, takes, it takes a transformation, it takes a, takes a, a redesign. Great. So I'm just curious at this point, because when a, when such a huge program is being initiated in an organization, I'm sure there'll be a lot of talks about project management and IT systems and, and the vendor management, who's going to do what and all of that. Have you seen uh, such successful organizations keep CX as a focus of their discussions and bring that back into all of these points of discussion whenever they pick up this kind of a transformation? Or is it only something that is considered later on? Okay, so we've planned for digitization and, and a digital product. We've arrived here. Now let's look at CX. Does it happen this way or the other way? No, I CX is a key driver. Uh, so, um, com you know, companies start with products and they see, oh my gosh, we're being imitated with products. And we're in, a, in an age 
of iPad-like seamless experiences that customers are just used to by now and, and demand. Um, it's very difficult for companies to get away with non-integrated, non-seamless experiences, right? So they feel that and they are being hurt by this. So this is why it's like, well, what do we do? We are being attacked by competitors, by startups. And so we need to use the power, the capabilities of digital technologies in order to reinvent ourselves. And that involves, well, coming up with digital offerings. And uh, that means creating a great customer experience. So I think that is actually a key driver. Uh, no company that we talk to kind of uses the digital transformation and, and then to later think about customer experience. I think you have to uh, use this as a key driver uh, in all of this and also as a key a metric throughout uh, the transformation. How does your uh, how does your customer experience, how is that affected? You know, we talked about digital and digitized. You know, with digitized, your key metric is around, or your key metrics are around operational excellence. But for digital, it has to be customer-facing metrics, right? Because it's about digital offerings. Wonderful. So I'm... Again, trying to dig a little deeper because I would love my audience and uh, to understand this uh, more clearly. One of the aspects that you talked about in the digital transformation was uh, building customer insights, mm -hmm. and and there there was a feedback loop also that yes. you talked about. Can you can you explain that a little bit more as to what what additionally the the an organization needs to look into in order to build that yeah, sure. infrastructure or that capability yeah. to be close to their customers? Of course. Uh, let me also there take an example. I'll uh, just take Royal Philips in this case. Um, they have uh, developed something uh, that is a, I would say, a combination of a product development process and the sales process. They call this Health Suite Lab. And um, it's a, a methodology actually for understanding uh, what are the problems of our customers in their case hospitals medical doctors and actually of the healthcare industry overall and how can we help address these uh, these problems with solutions and it's um, a set of workshops uh, with lots of stuff going on around these workshops and in these workshops uh, they in or to these workshops they invite um, not only uh, people from the customer side so the hospital ceo for example the head of radiology whatever nurses practitioners they also invite patients they have um, uh, people from health insurances and even policymakers uh, to address certain problems um, uh, one example was this they they had come up with a product and that was a uh, product to remotely monitor uh, patients so you could send them home earlier and everyone at Philips of course was uh, excited about this product it's like hey this is great right so uh, hospitals can use this to send their patients home earlier but it can still monitor them and um, this involves info, IoT technology, of course, to remotely monitor someone. And uh, But they saw that their customers were stopping using them after they had run pilots. And the reason was, well, they were reducing the revenue of the hospitals, right? So you have an empty bed now all of a sudden, so your revenue goes down. So uh, in these workshops, 
these workshops help Philips to figure out, so how can we solve that problem? So for example, who benefits from this? And because insurance companies would be in these types of workshops, uh, they would find out insurance companies, of course, benefit from this, right? Because the amount of money that they have to reimburse uh, is being reduced. So this is about, all of a sudden, this is about sharing uh, the value and insurances would be happy to share the value with the hospitals. And all of a sudden, the hospitals also have an incentive to use this. But it really takes these kind of co-creation settings in order to figure that out. If you only talk to one party, you will not learn about the issues and you will not be able to resolve that issue. So this is why they have these uh, co-creation sessions. And they're using design thinking methodologies, agile methodologies to actually run this. So lots of um, iteration there, uh, lots of learning from, from feedback. Well, that's wonderful. That's amazing, Martin. I'm going to ask some quick questions now. Sure. Which is the one book you would blindly recommend anyone and why? Uh, and it can't be mine. <laughs> so if it can't be mine, then it'd be uh, the book, uh, What's Your Digital Business Model? Uh, by my colleagues Peter Weil and Stephanie Werner. Came out last year. Why? Uh, because it's the perfect pre-read for our book. <laughs> uh, they ask, how are you going to make money in the digital age? And we are telling you how to make that happen. Great. Can you repeat the name of the book once again, please? Sure. It is What's Your Digital Business Model? Wonderful. What are some of the digital products that you use on a daily basis? So uh, clearly my smartphone, of course, then uh, my Amazon Echo Dot, um, my Sonos speakers, and of course, my computer, if that counts as a digital product still, I guess it is. Yes. All right. And uh, what would be your word of advice to the CEOs of companies embarking on in the digital transformation journey? <laughs> I guess it would be, you need to start now. Um, these transformations take a long time. We discussed that. Um, also because there is no playbook for digital. Uh, digitization companies are used to by now, although they are tough transformations, but digital, there is no playbook. Nobody knows which digital offerings your customers are willing to pay. And no one knows which organizational setup is best in your company. So you need to experiment and learn, and that just takes time. So start now would be my recommendation. Oh, that was amazing, Martin. Uh, with that, we've come to the end of this podcast. I would like to thank you once again for being a part of CX Conversations, Martin. Thanks. It's been a real pleasure talking to you, Vivek. Thanks. It's been a pleasure having you. And to all our listeners, this is Vivek signing off from CX Conversations. Until next time, bye. <laughs>